what pops up a beer or a cold libation Let me tell you how I wrote this little theme I went and took a call from brother Jason And he tells me that he has a little dream He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast And I ask him what you got He said I'll start off with some talking And some moody clips of popcorn fighting Fantasy explorations and some groundness exploitation Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing Full month horror movie marathon Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on Contest and of course you know it's all about games I said slow down let's just start with the name It's the Nerds RPG Variety Podcast With the other Jason Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is going to be another short podcast. Just a really busy time in my life right now. Hopefully things will slow down next week or two. But you can still get three different segments in this episode, so that's something. Uh, I also want to make, plug the January contest really quickly. Give me a call using the Anchor app and tell me your favorite cyberpunk property and a song you would put on a cyberpunk soundtrack. Do that by the end of January, and I will include your name in a random drawing for a $20 drive through RPG gift certificate. So get me those entries. I am already get, have a bunch. I'll play all the entries in the first show in February after the contest closes. So with that, I'm going to let you listen to the rest of this episode, and hopefully things will slow down. I'll give you some more varied content next time. Take care, and thank you for tuning in. So in my last episode of last year, episode 45, I discussed zooming in and zooming out of combat. And the idea is, you know, if you're playing a two, three-hour session, and some there are times you don't want to waste half an hour of that session on a combat that's a minor combat just from a random encounter or something. And so I was looking for a way to deal with those quickly and to move on. So you zoom out of that combat, but a combat that's important to the story, you might zoom in and spend half an hour on. And so Eric called in and recommended using Freeform Universal's die system to handle that. And that's a great suggestion. And I still think it's a great suggestion. But Arlen Walker put out a show, episode 90 of Live in Pelham's Wasteland. And I put a link to that in the show notes, and um, or at least to his podcast, and then you can find it. It's his latest episode as of this recording, but it's episode 90. And Arlen talks about three separate versions of combat. So like a zoom in personal version, a slightly, so there's the version you don't want to waste time on. There's a version you do want to spend time on. And then there's mass combat. And I'm not going to regurgitate Arlen's podcast. Go listen to it. It's, it's an excellent podcast. And I really like the thoughts Arlen puts out. So anybody that's interested in the idea of zooming in and zooming out combat, I recommend you go listen to episode 90 of Live on Pelham's Wasteland, Live from Pelham's Wasteland by Arlen Walker. And again, I put a a, um, link to his podcast in my show notes. So I just wanted to throw that out there to close out that discussion. And we'll move on to the next segment. Hammer Horror. So, we I haven't really talked much about Barney from Lucas's Hammer Horror game. I haven't heard much about it on any of the podcasts, actually. We did do a, a the initial session. It was really more of a, a feeler, a, a test session. Trying Barney's set of rules, which are heavily modified Cthulhu Dark rules. And, and then, you know, it was kind of improvis- improv game. You know, we were playing actors who played parts in a Hammer Horror, a fake Hammer Horror movie, basically. 
and we had a lot of discussion after the game on how meta it should get. You know, should should part of the game be, hey, I'm going to call my, um, you know, I'm going to call my agent, you know, to try to do this, or hey, the stunt coordinator breaks in to do this, that kind of thing. Um, so it, the, it's still a, you know, it's still a work in progress, but it's a it's a great idea. Barney's a great GM. All the players are great. And I definitely look forward to the next game in the series. And hopefully you guys will hear more about it as we progress. But that I, I just didn't, since I haven't heard anybody really talk about it, and maybe I just haven't been listening to as many podcasts lately, I, I did want to mention we did play the inaugural game. And it's definitely taken progress. And it was great fun. Of course, you know, great players and um, great GM. And, and definitely more on that as that idea moves forward as we r- role play in the Hammer Horror universe. At, well, as we role play as actors who act in movies in the Hammer Horror universe. So, it, really interesting, kind of weird metagame that um, was great fun. So, I just want to give you that quick update on Regardless of your thoughts of Roman Polanski as a human being and his actions, his criminal actions, I think it's pretty undeniable that he is a talented filmmaker, and he's given us some very, very interesting films over the years. Now, some people choose not to watch his movies based on his real-life actions. I totally support that, and I do not criticize that at all. I'm going to reference one of his movies here, but there are plenty of other examples of this, of what I'm explaining in other movies. So don't feel you need to watch his movies to understand what I'm talking about. So what I want to talk about, though, he he put out a, I want to talk about deceiving your players in a game. And he put out a trilogy. One of the things he's more famous for is his trilogy called the Apartment Trilogy. And in the Apartment Trilogy, which consists of Repulsion, Rosemary's Baby, and The Tenant, I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby in a few years. I'm sure it's got hallucinations in there, too. In fact, I'm almost positive. But I have seen Repulsion and The Tenant more recently. In fact, The Tenant is now available like on um, Hulu and, and on some other platforms to, so you can watch it. If you subscribe to any of those things, you can watch it for free. You know, it's included in the movies. And, at least here in the States. And Repulsion, of course, is about a, a young lady with some mental problems who... Well, I'm not going to give these movies away, I guess. And the tenant, Roman Plansky, stars in it. He directs and stars in it. And he's a young man that moves into an apartment and, you know, some bad things happen. But in both Repulsion in the tenant, the char- main characters have hallucinations, and they fully believe they're hallucinations. You know, obviously. So, and that's kind of where I want to go with this. And so, we can think of plenty of other movies where the main character or a character in the movie has hallucinations, and the movie shows you their hallucination, and the movie may or may not let you know it's a hallucination right away. So in many of these movies, and the better movies, you would you will see that hallucination from the character's point of view, and 
you won't know it's a hallucination until later when it's revealed. Oh wait, this was all you know. This was all just in their head. And so that's where I'm going from in the game angle. So let's say your party stumbles into somewhere and they get hit with some kind of hallucination. Whether it's you know they ate some magic mushrooms, whether they you know they wander, they're down in the dungeon, and they you know come across some mist or or something that gives them hallucinations, or they're affected by some illusionist. Right, but let's say the party, or even members of the party, it gets more tricky when only one party member suffers a hallucination. Because then you, as the DM, it's it's harder to do. Because then you're like, Joe, you see an old man in the corner. Bob, you don't see that old man in the corner, and, and you know. And then it so th- then you get tricky. But if provided the whole party falls under this hallucination, obviously you're going to describe it, but how do people feel about doing that? Because I think with the right party and the right players, you can do this and get away with it. And then later on do the reveal. Oh no, that really wasn't that, you know, but a lot of times, especially, you know, in some of the games we're going to be playing in, they're going to end up doing some bad things due to these hallucinations. They might kill innocents. They might, um, you know, who knows what they're going to do, but they might, you know, do some pretty horrible things based on these hallucinations. And there are players that would feel betrayed by their GM for doing that. So I kind of wonder how people feel about that in the game world. Um, So I'd like to hear your thoughts. Is it fair to do that? Do you think that's something you should warn players about ahead of time? Let's say it's a let, let's let's take out our regular players. Let's say my players are good with that. Let's say you're going to run a convention game, or you're running an online game for the first time with players you've never played with. How do you feel about doing that? Doing the hallucination thing for players you've never played with, you know, and then dealing with those reactions you're going to get from those players. I'd love to hear people's thoughts on this. So, lying to your players when their character is hallucinating and then revealing it later. How do you handle it, and how do you feel about that as a GM? That's the question. What's in the basket, Easter eggs? In front of me, I have a box. You all know how this session goes. I'm going to try to include unboxings. And one thing I'll do when I can, that I haven't done in the past, is tell you when I receive the box. So, this is from the U.S. Post Office. and. It's, a, it's got a date of January 4th, 2019 on it. So this one's only a little over a year old. It's a pretty new box as far as my collection of box, unopened boxes go. So let's see what's in here. On the side it says, please handle with care. Fragile. So maybe it comes from Italy. Oh wait, that's fragile. Okay. So let's see. It is five and a quarter inches by five and a quarter inches by three and a half. Now, actually, I do know where this came from. It says on the box it came from drive through Cards. So we kind of can guess what's in here, but I have no clue because it's over a year ago that I ordered it, so I have, I have no clue what's in here. So let's see. Again, we're using our handy-dandy Swiss Army knife. You may hear Maddie in the background acting up. I don't know if this mic is picking him up barking or not. Here, we'll open the door. Okay, so let's open this box. 
we've got you're hearing my wife singing in the background, so I better shut the door. I'm get angry if her voice went there. Um, they they're using the like butcher board paper as packing, which is fine. There's a a manifest in here, a receipt, packing list. It just says um, OBS Poker Cards Premium Stock. Stock. So that doesn't tell me what this is either, which is fine. So let's unwrap it and see what, what I ordered over a year ago. And in here we have, of course, I ordered it with one class. Oh, okay, awesome. I am happy I opened this. I wish I opened this a year ago. We would have been playing it. Actually, I have the old copy. So what this is, this is the reissue. And again, it's got these childproof boxes that I'm not smart enough to get in. There it goes. I got in it. So this is a reissue of a card game by... Um, What's the name of the company? Slugfest Games. You'll know Slugfest Games from Red Dragon Inn and things like that. But I originally knew them from Kung Fu Fighting, which is now on Drive Through RPG. I need to order it. But I had it when I was in stores. Kung Fu Fighting and Engard. They're they're card games, but you're basically you're fighting each other, right? And they have another one um, that's a old West one where you're fighting in the saloon. I forget what that one's called. I own that too. But so. What this is, it's a card game, and you have a hand of cards, and you have different cards you'll play as you fight your opponent. So I'll read some of these cards. You have things like, you know, strong arm for a press, which removes a response. You have um, partial parry response. This card cannot be affected by press cards. Parry. Is, is it rip site? Repost? I don't know how to pronounce that. Block an attack. When you play this, you may pay a point. If you pay, then... You can play an attack. Anyway, superior technique, taste my blade, furious assault, powerful strike. And basically, you're sword fighting with your opponent in this one. You know, I'm not left-handed is a special card you can get. Pistol, lets you do damage, of course. And um, what this doesn't have that the original ones had, of course, were little stones you could use to track your hit points. Um, but that's fine. Kung Fu Fighting, of course, has... All, I, I, I like Kung Fu Fighting better than I like in Guard, but I like them both. They're both great little card games. They're filler games. You know, take maybe 10 minutes a game, something like that. I highly recommend them to anybody that likes card games and likes those kind of filler quick games. Um, so, Colin, if you're listening, or Darren, pick these up. Uh, like I say, Kung Fu Fighting is cool. Um, Dave, so I'm saying names here. Colin, Colin Green, you guys know from the Spike Pit RPG podcast. Of course, Darren Green is Arfit, his brother. And Dave is Dave Alder to Deep Percentile Podcast. Dave, because of your love of Kung Fu films, you really need to pick up Kung Fu Fighting from Drive Through RPG or, or Drive Through Cards. Order that game. You will enjoy it. It is so fun. You, you have all kinds of different cards. The martial arts move and you play against each other. And they have specialty cards like like My Kung Fu is better than yours and things like that. And, and so the key to all these games to have fun is you kind of play them in character a little bit. So it, you know, so you use a, like a cheesy accent or you, you know, you get into it and if you're playing the card down, you're re you're dramatically reading out the name of the card as you play it on your opponent. They're, they're really fun games. So this is Engard Reforged is what it's called, but Slugfest Games. So just look for Slugfest Games on drive through cards. And like I say, Kung Fu Fighting I is the better of the two in my opinion, because maybe because I like the genre a little bit better, but Engard, Engard's a little bit tighter game actually. So technically, from a game point of view, Engard might be better, but I enjoy Kung Fu Fighting better. I have the 
the barroom brawl, the saloon, I, I forget what it's called, but the, um, the Old West saloon fight version that they put out, I haven't actually played it, story of my life, but yeah, I'm glad I finally opened this after it's been sitting around the house for a year, because this is a great game. And I look, for, like I say, I have the original, so we, we played with the original set, but now I have a new set of cards to replace the originals in case something happens to them. So, excellent. Thank you for joining me on this unboxing. Thank you for listening. If you want to reach me, you can leave me a voice message using the Anchor app or go to the Anchor website. I'll play it on the air and make you famous. You can also reach me in the Audio Dungeon Discord. I want to thank Ray Otis, who did the thumbnail art for this podcast, and TJ Drennan, who did all the music for this podcast. You can find both of them on Patreon.